from the crazy list to the passport bros. Oh, I'm talking about it. That doesn't need to be explained anymore. That doesn't need to be expanded upon anymore. That is ridiculous. And I actually made a video about this. Everyone has a preference. That's fine. I'm not telling you to change your preference if that's what you want. But be honest from the get-go. Because the people that you're talking about, if you're making lists like that, you want a sugar daddy. Go find them and let that be your whole situation. But for people who really want to date, who really want to build empires and so on and so forth, I want to see that. I want to see us have the room, the space, and availability to find each other and understand it's actually more of us out here, but what's getting publicized is first date list. I don't want to go to Cheesecake Factory, but you better make sure that you make reservations at this top notch. Basically, you want an all-expense paid private vacation for your first date. Well, you do the first date. I'm going to hold all my What's going on, beautiful people? It's your host, Drake B. Drake with Everything Culture. We are back with another Makings of You. And this morning, this afternoon, this evening, we have the pleasure of introducing you all to Sydney Linnell. Sydney, how are you doing? We are doing amazing. Feeling blessed to be up here. <laughs> it's all blessings. Thank the Lord for us coming together. Um, Sydney is an artist. Sydney is a content creator on top of that. I met yeah. Sydney through TikTok, uh, actually through the, what is it called? The Den, the Big Boys, through mm -hmm. Nick as well. And yeah. I'm so happy to be able to have conversations with Sydney. She is such a beacon of light, um, great spirit, and a great talent as well. So she's mm -hmm. blessing us with the opportunity for us to get to know more about her. So okay. it brings us to the makers of Sydney. So if you're new here, make sure to sit down or just while you're driving, strap in, pay attention to the road. Okay. <laughs> if you watch this on YouTube, hey, you get to see our beautiful faces and things of that nature. But if you're just listening to us, make sure to just to tap in, make sure to share this with your friends, your family, your loved ones, especially the people that may be able to grow from this. But we're going to learn more about Sydney. We're going to thank Sydney for sharing with us here and all throughout this conversation. So, Sydney. Yes, sir. Are you ready? Let's get it. Okay. Let's okay, get let's it. Go. So, <laughs> first question How would you describe yourself? I would describe myself as Sunshine, which is actually my nickname with a lot of people. Um, I always try to smile. I always try to put a smile on other people's faces and really just look on the brighter side of things. Not blindly optimistic, but just, you know, definitely staying in that positive mindset as you go throughout life. It's hard enough. So I always like to, you know, shed some light, encourage somebody and keep it going. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. <laughs> what cultures do you represent? I represent the African-American culture. I am Black on top of Black on top of Black, okay? 
We love it. We love it. <laughs> but yes, I am a Chicago native. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of my life was actually spent in North Carolina. Between the two for the most part. Um, so I am a Southern City Belle, if you want to call it that. <laughs> a little bit of both worlds. A little bit of both worlds. Okay. So, so this is going to be difficult for me. I always say this is the most difficult question for me, mm-hmm. especially being Southern, okay, through our culture. Um, right. But do you mind sharing your age with us? Oh, see... And it is okay. This is the makers of you. You do not have to. Seriously, you you don't. You do not have to. Okay. You do you. you if you were to share what generation you from, that'd be a okay as well. Okay, I will say this. I will say I am under thirty five. Okay. Okay. I'm under thirty five. Well, thank you for sharing. We appreciate that. You see, see how I got, y'all be don't y'all don't be y'all be thinking I be tripping. Cause I be talking to people in the Pacific Northwest and by age, they're like, oh, we don't care. It's a culture where we from. You don't do that. Right. Like I feel my grandpa. Ask the lady how old she is. After she hit 18, you're not supposed to ask that question. You know, you know, <laughs> I be feeling my grandparents looking down from me from heaven. I like, I'm sorry, every time, every time. But okay. but thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. Okay. Um, do you mind sharing with us? Um, what was your well, how would you define your childhood and upbringing? Sure, my childhood and upbringing was actually amazing, but it was very unique. So most of my life, it was really my mother and myself. Um, So a bit of time when we first moved to North Carolina was spent with my grandmother and my two uncles as well. Um, My granny, Lord rest her soul, we went to go help her out for the most part. Um, But my upbringing was really nice. Um, I was straight A student, um, <laughs> always like head in books, um, always very sociable, but definitely also just grew up in the church. So almost everybody in my immediate family, so parents, siblings, play some part in the clergy. Um, so that's really what I grew up with from the get-go. But I enjoyed it because even though you know, there is that stigma of, oh, she's a church girl. She don't really get out much. The way that I was raised in church was actually different than a lot of my friends. And that's something I was always grateful for because I was always so encouraged to find my own voice in my faith. And then also just to expand upon that, which was different, but it was nice. Okay, okay we rock with That's amazing. I love it. So, so um, what were the roles of your caregivers coming up? Like you mentioned your mom, you mentioned your grandmother. Was there any other caregivers that you look at? And what did they do in the household? Definitely. So, again, predominantly my mom and myself. Um, my grandmother, by the time we got out there, she had retired. So she was now just really enjoying slowing down, right? But growing up, for my mom, my grandmother was the one who was hosting all the parties. Well, not parties, but like the church dinners, so on and so forth. Like the all the gatherings, okay? She was more of a socialite. She she was, but she was very quiet and reserved. It was it was an oxymoron, but she, she loved to cook for everybody, so she was that person. Um, at the time, my goddad played a huge part in my life as well. So my dad is in my life. Well, my parents are divorced. So he stayed in Chicago when we went to North Carolina. So my goddad, who was now my stepdad, 
um, he really did a lot of helping be that man figure that was there day to day to really raise me and, um, you know, really show me the ropes around, you know, just the male side of things, thought processes, so on and so forth. Um, but I was blessed to have a really great village. I had my two uncles, um, both my mom's brothers. They were a huge part of my life too. My uncle Joe was actually the pinpoint of me mentally having the thought process. He always used to tell me from the time I was like five, you can either be, he said, no, he said, you can't be pretty and ugly and you can't be dumb. And sorry, I got that completely wrong. You cannot be dumb and pretty and you can't be smart and ugly and you ain't ugly. So, and he was definitely that challenger. He gave me that kind of challenging spirit to like, let me see if I can better myself. Let me see if I can do this better. Yeah, okay, I got looks. That's awesome. But I want to know the brains of it all. So I was grateful for that too. So I had a really, really huge village, but everybody played equal roles. It was very cool to see that kind of work out, but also even have my grandmother being the older generation and just seeing that difference, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. It was beautiful to have that village too. So I know you said this a couple times it was you and your mom, but do you mm-hmm. have any other siblings? I do. I have a whole lot. Um, so my fa- again, my family is a very, very interesting dynamic. So for my mother, I am her only birth child. However, because I now have my stepdad, I have three brothers and two sisters from him. And then from my dad's side, I have two brothers. And one sister and one sister in love now who married my older brother. Beautiful, beautiful. (laughs) Don't get me started with my numbers. How they the arithmetic, how it all comes together, but we know, we know how it works. That's what matters. We do. We do. (laughs) Sydney. So how do you feel about your education in life? I think my education has really blossomed since I've been an adult, right? So again, in grade school, I was a student. Um, I went straight to college, got my bachelor's in business administration. Um, But I really think that my true education of just kind of like really understanding the workings of life and myself and just kind of how to navigate this craziness started coming more so from experience. Um, I was blessed to have a mother who also went to school um, where she was, my mom is a boomer. So she started from her grade school being still in segregation times to being a black woman, not only graduating close to the top of her class. I don't think she was as much of that high achieve, but still top of her class in computer science to go on to be one of the main females um, in most of her companies that was a male-dominated type of workforce. And so that was a very interesting aspect of life where my mom from the get-go always encouraged me, explore, challenge stuff. There is a status quo that's given, but it's not something you have to follow. So find your path, explore what that means and continue to grow from there. And that's always been the aspect and the mindset I've had in education and learning things that I'm grateful for. The mom. 
Right? We love that. We love that. <laughs> so, what was your first sense of responsibility? Oh, my first sense of responsibility was mm, that's a great question I want to say it was actually being reliable and being accountable so growing up in the church my mama was very active in the church as a result I'm her daughter I'm always with her so I get put into a lot of stuff Um, so from the age of three I was Given my first solo performance of singing, mm-hmm. just just a very simple church hymn, but still to be in such a big church at three years old singing this. Um, but, you know, just always learning from just such a young mindset. You say you're going to do something, make sure you do it. Make sure you follow through and keep your word. And just in simple stuff of, oh, you want to do children's ministry? You want to help out? All right, you helping out. Make sure that you play your part. So probably my first two are that combination of playing your part, but staying accountable to what you say you're going to do. Okay. Okay. I love it. So <clears throat> if you are not held, if you are not accountable for yourself, let's say you slipped up, mm-hmm. you, didn't, you didn't do something you were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. How will you redirect it or discipline? Whew. It's really one of those where my mindset has always been, I treat others how I want to be treated, right? So my self-check of myself is already so strong that I'm always kind of like, okay, well, if you didn't do this, what are the long, long long-end repercussions of this? Like, what are the long-term effects of you not doing this? And kind of always playing that role of, what's the bigger picture, right? Because it can look like a small task that I didn't do, but now what's the bigger picture? What's now being postponed because you didn't do it? So that way next time, guess what? You got all this stuff that now is a butterfly effect. Let's avoid that and let's just go ahead and get stuff done like we need to. So they really, you know, you really not, you really never were disciplined as a kid coming up. You, you handle it on your own. My mom loves to brag. She was like, I think I can count on one hand how many times I ever had to whoop you. And she said, and even in that, I think it was like twice. So I was, but I was a, seeing my mom, we were so close. I always just wanted to be there to help. So a lot of times I really was looking for, oh, how can I do this? Well, I want to be on top of this and get this done. So she don't have to say anything. That was always my mentality. No, she loves it too. Well, okay. She, <laughs> she definitely does. It's amazing. So, Sydney, mm-hmm. what were and what are your beliefs? Great question. So, my belief is in the Holy Trinity. So, God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus. Um, I am a come on, somebody. Listen, won't he will, won't he do it? I'm a firm believer in God. I'm a firm believer in faith. In miracles and in endless possibilities because of the God that I serve. Um, I was raised, again, raised in the church from a young age, but my faith has been something that has kept me alive, literally. It has kept me going. 
And it has been the pillar of me to not only help myself, but, you know, really help other people. The relationship I've developed for my own faith has actually helped me to inspire other people. And it's something that I continue to use and to grow because it just helps me. The more I get to do that, the more I believe with all my heart, there is a God, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Ooh. Thank y'all for listening. Y'all are now tuning in to the makings of Sydney with everything culture. You know, we're like in the first quarter. Y'all, y'all just not coming in. You know, we got a little bit more to go. So we want to say <laughs> shout out to Sydney once again. Thank you for sharing you with us. Mm-hmm. So on to our next question. Sydney, right. who has been the biggest influence in your life? Hmm. The biggest influence in my life. Hmm, that's a really good question. I actually can't just say one person. It's been three that really come to mind. It's the um, making to you. Let us have it. <laughs> it's a fourth that's pretty close too. I'm not gonna lie to you. So first and foremost is my mother. She has always been a woman to stand her ground. To be very intentional in her beliefs to show respect for others and show me how you should just carry yourself really as not only a woman of God, but just in general, as a, as a good human being to care for other people, her intelligence, um, her coming from a very small, small, small town. And I'm talking small where everybody is either related to you or they all know who you are to up and go to Chicago. Um, no one, absolutely no one and she has always inspired me to follow my path you know and that's something I've always been grateful for um my number two is actually two people but it's both my grandmother so it is my granny that we got to um help out in North Carolina she made me grateful for the progress that we've made as people right for when she was alive, I would get to sit down and talk with her and she would tell me how it was for her growing up, for the idea of her going to college was just, it wasn't even a possibility. She left her parents home, got married and that was the rest of her life. Um, and while she lived a great life, it still was very humbling to see where I have so many possibilities now that she didn't, but we're only two generations apart. Um, similar to my grandmother on my biological father's side. She was a tough cookie. Oh, she was a tough cookie. (laughs) And um, just to hear her story, she was proud of who she was, knew who she was. She didn't take any mess. Um, That was always inspiring to me. And then the third person I'll say is also my cousin. So my cousin, Trevor, Um, He was unalived in 2017, and he was only two years older than me. And he had just gotten out to California and was starting to do amazing, amazing things. Um, And so he is my inspiration to keep going, because every day is not promised, you know? And he also loved music. So 
for me to do my music is not just for me. You know, it's keeping, it's my way to keep his legacy alive. Um, oh, yeah, it's still a little touchy. I understand. No, no, in no rush. You take your time. <laughs> this is the making of you. This is your episode. I want you to understand that, okay? Yeah. I usually um, tell people you may want to bring some clinics and you come out in your files, you know. I should have, right? Um, but he was a light in himself, you know, and that just that keeps me going because granted it hit so hard when he passed, but it's still one of those where it makes me grateful that I still can keep going. And I have to keep going, you know? Um, and then number four, he might be a little mad that he came in last, but it's okay. It's my stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he, again, he practically raised me. He was there. He was there for a lot of my first, my first time driving, first date that he didn't want to happen, but it's okay, you know? But um, look at us now. No, we made it. Oh, it's um, but he, his story is amazing because he went from the streets to the military to now being a pastor of a church. And he uses everything that he's been through in his life to bring people over to the faith in a very pure way which is something that inspires me with my music and my approach. A lot of times when you hear about Christianity and people trying to convert others, it does feel more forced. It feels more artificial to an, ex, you know, to an extent. And I always appreciate that he showed me to always be mindful. You could be next when it comes to somebody being homeless, being out on the street, being anything. You could be next. So never make yourself so high and mighty that you can't talk to somebody who was in a situation you were in a few years ago, you know? Um, and that's an inspiration to me to always be mindful. You never know who you may inspire with just a little, little kind act that can go such a long way and change somebody's life for the better. Absolutely. Thank you. So we got mom number one. Uh-huh. We, we got, got both grandparents are number two. Mm-hmm. We got cousin Trevor, you know, passed away, um, number three. And we got yeah. stepdad number four. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a solid lineup. Like I like that. I like that. So I know you was touching about with your cousin Trevor and music to keep you going. And it kind of lead into possibly our next question is like your passions and how did you get into them? Sure. So I have been a music head since, mm, I'm pretty sure since I came out the womb at this point. Um, I always loved music. Um, again, I was singing in church at three. Um, but what really sparked my passion, so my passion is not only music, but also writing. So what really sparked that passion was sixth grade. I remember it clear as day. 
my English teacher had us start writing poetry. She said, I need y'all to write a good poem for me. Part of your assignment. And I still have that poem to this day. It ended up getting published um, in a book. I know, it was, it was, that was a big deal. I was in sixth grade. You couldn't tell me anything. <laughs> but um, that sparked me writing. And that writing eventually turned into my therapy. But it was expressive. And then I started adding music to it and would just write to interludes. And then next thing I know, I started remixing people's songs. So I take a beat from like, say for example, like Logic, right? Take his beat, but take three stacks verse off of the real her and I'd mix that together. And that just continued to spiral into me writing my own music, um, which is where I am now. <laughs> That's amazing, amazing. <laughs> Okay, we got to hear more of that in the future. Let me tell you that. <laughs> for sure, for sure. How you feeling? We good. We good. Okay, okay. You know, you got to check on my people. Okay. I appreciate it. I need your recommendations. Okay. All right. Can you recommend a book? Mm. A movie? Okay. And a television series? everybody here what do you recommend all right let's see a book a movie and a tv series all right let's see book oh my goodness i just saw it and i can't think of the name so it's in short it's called dopamine and i have to look it up again um but it's a psychology book and what it talks about is oh i love psychology if I go back for my master's, I'm going for psychology. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, I should put my diplomas behind me, but you know, I digress. <laughs> this is the makings of Sydney, y'all, not the makings of me. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to get there too. But um, it's an amazing psychology book that talks about the constant um pretty much how we always can get plugged into things and just so much overload and what we can do to kind of minimize how much basically dopamine we, we tend to get from social media and being plugged in so much. So that way it's not an overload anymore. It's more so it's more consistent. It's not just like every second, oh, I got to scroll, I got to scroll, I got to scroll. You can enjoy life more. It's, you know, because other than that, you're looking for that next high of, Oh, that's funny. Okay, it's not funny anymore. Dang, I gotta find another one. You know, and, and you continue to chase after that. It's an amazing read. Um, movie? Oh, that's so hard. I watch a lot of movies. I like a lot of movies. Um, mm, okay, what I will say is I care a lot. Care a lot. I care a lot. That is the name of the movie. It's on it was on Netflix, should still be on there. Um mm-hmm. I care a lot. That's that's a good movie for people to watch. And a show. See, I'm torn, right? Because half of my watch list is old school, like living single and just rerunning all of them again. And then wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Single. single. 
Girls, keep your head up. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> no, the full thing song. Um, so I'd re- <laughs> sit and rewatch Living Single. Um, I like Bel Air both. Stop. I like Bel Air as far as um, Fresh Prince Bel Air and the new Bel Air. Ma'am, okay. you want to say hi? Um, but I also love you. The show you. Oh my goodness. Stalkers, I- the stalker show. The stalker show, but it's if you like psychology for sure, it's definitely gonna be one of those because you're trying to figure it out. You're trying to figure it out. It will it will play with your brain because it's it's such a different aspect. Yes, he is a stalker. We all know that from the get-go, but it's still such a different aspect that it's you should definitely watch it. <laughs> I, 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 I'm gonna think about it. I'm gonna think about it. I'm putting that on my list. <laughs> so I'm living single and you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I keep saying in living single. It's just living single in you. Because mm-hmm, you think in Exactly. Exactly. I always get them two mixed up together when I'm talking oh. about them. Okay, <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We greatly appreciate you sharing with us. So, okay. on to our next question. Okay. If you had a phone, and this phone had a special type of technology where you can mm. have a conversation with anybody mm. that you can use your imagination with, rhythm being um, real or fiction. Really? No matter if you can reach it. Like, no, and they have to have a conversation with you, too. Oh, wow. Well, I like that. I like Give that. Give me three calls you would make. Mm. Let's see. Number one, I'm going Maya Angelou. Hmm. Um, the amount of wisdom and influence that woman had was incredible. I would just love to just have a conversation with her. Oh, that's that's hard. Number two. Hmm. Mm, that's a really good question. Wait, I gotta think about that one. <laughs> um, because you said fictional character or real person. Mm. Let's see. Number two. Who do I want to talk to? Mm. I'm not gonna lie, you stumped me there for a second. I it's got okay. it. I got it. It's okay. Oh, Taraji P. Henson. There we go. That's number hey, two. Shout out to Taraji. Gray jacket, the color purple Taraji. Hey, okay. You play should. You did that. Did that. And did, did it proud. Oh, let's see. Last person. Hmm. There's so many people you could talk to. Let's see. Last person. I'm phoning. Let's see, Jay Walker. Let's do it. Hey, okay. Let's do it. 
I want to see how she, how she stayed motivated to make those millions. I just, you know, a few hair secrets wouldn't hurt either. I'm just saying. I, I take that. <laughs> hey, that's, a, that's a tight list. Okay, we have uh, Maya Angelou. Mm-hmm. I think uh, original name, Denise Johnson. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Taraji P. Henson. Absolutely. And then we go wrap it all up with C- Madam C.J. Walker. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right. Sydney, do you mind sharing an impactful moment in your life? An impactful moment. Hmm. Hmm. There's one that comes to mind instantly. So I was in college and I was a part of a Christian ministry, but um, I do things a little bit differently. I'm that person. You, you know, I, we can have a conversation anywhere. We could be out and about. We could be in the church. We could talk about it whenever, wherever. So one of the girls I'm cool with, we'll call her Kay. Um, so Kay is coming to some of our services, but not as much, but we talk on a regular basis. So one day, so we have this fountain that's in the center of our university, center point, everything. So I'm walking one day and I see Kay and I'm just looking. And I'm like, hey, how are you doing? You, you okay? And she's like, yeah, no, no, I'm not. And we just sit there and we talk for a second. And I'm like, do you mind if I pray with you? She was like, that sounds amazing right now. And I saw her maybe about, so we prayed right then and there, um, hugged it out, went on our way, going to classes. And I think I saw her about two weeks later. And as you know, no, years later now, then graduated college and everything, we're still in contact a little bit. And she brought up one of our conversations. And she was like, I just remember, she said, the fact that you would sit there and just pray with me that you saw I wasn't okay and you just were like, you want a hug? You want to pray? She said, you have no clue what that did for me just in that moment. And I was like, you know what? You're not going to make me, you're not going to make me gangster listen right now, ma'am. We done graduated college. We're not doing it. <laughs> but it was, it was impactful, you know, because it's, again, you never know. Just a little gesture can go such a long way. Absolutely. I have a experience like that, but me being on the other end of it, you know. So, um, you know, shout out to Kay. Um, hope you. I don't know if y'all still keep in touch. Y'all probably still friends on Facebook, but just to, <laughs> let's give a shout out to Kay. <laughs> I know how it go. You know, the Facebook friends. You look. You know, they having kids, a new job. You know, they selling life insurance stuff of that nature. But you know, okay. that's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for being that beacon of light as well. Oh my goodness. One of my other favorite questions coming up right now. Okay. Um, I know this one's gonna trip you up, but we go keep going, we're gonna keep going. But okay. all right. What is your theme song? Oh no. Mm-mm. That's hard. Oh, that's 
so hard. You know what? We're not doing one. Uh-uh. We're uh-uh. not doing one. Once again, it's only it's the makings of Sydney. You run the show. Listen. Oh my goodness. Okay. I my playlist is extensive. So we, yeah, y'all rock with me for a second. So my theme song, theme songs when I'm feeling myself. Y'all don't judge me, but one of them is Return of the Mac. I can't listen. I'm feeling myself. I can't tell me nothing that day. Um, number two is Diva by the one and only Beyonce. Again, can't tell me nothing. Can't tell me nothing with those two songs. Um, my theme song, just when I'm in a really, really good mood. Um, is definitely Dang by Mac Miller and Anderson Pack. And my theme song for when I'm just in empowerment mode, I'm in my hustle and my purpose is I'm Every Woman. But it's the Whitney Houston version. Still paying respect to Shaka Khan. Mm-hmm. Chaka Khan sure do sing that song. She sure does originally, yep. But she was in the remix with Whitney, too. That's the best part of it. We we, we blend them together. The divas. The divas. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. I I definitely rock with you for Return from the Mac. When people be saying they don't like Return of the Mac, I'm like, what's wrong with you? Where are you from? What are you... If they ain't a good-feeling song, I don't know what's happening. Where we at? That's look, that's on the level of it feels good by Tony Tony Tony. It's just one of those songs. Mm-hmm. You can't deny that. And and it, it crossed all platforms too. You know, <laughs> like when, when I hear Return Back, like it's rarely like you don't hear it all the time. Now, if you hear it on repeat, yeah, it can get a little it wear you out, but any song. Right. But every do you just hear that like once or twice a year? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good feeling. Cool. I almost lied to you. I got two more to add to that. Okay. I had to think about that because we said a good feeling. Um and these two are old school. Boogie Wonderland by The mm-hmm. Elements. Come mm-hmm. on now. If hey. you don't know about The Elements, I need you to get some learning in your life. I just, mm-mm, mm-mm. I, I just love how back in the day, they let the beat and the momentum build up the songs. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's just, whew, it's amazing. It's an experience. I feel like every time I listen to that song, you just you appreciate every single part of it from the instrumentals to the actual word. Listen, the breakdown, everything about that song. And then my last one, I don't know how I didn't think about this at first because I keep it on repeat. Is actually "Boogie Oogie Oogie" by Taste of Honey. Taste of Honey. I know what song mm-hmm. you're talking about. Um... Feel that you're too good to boogie. That's okay. yep. You did some boogie in your lifetime. Okay, we rock with If that. I was a skater, I can't skate to save my life. But if I was, couldn't nobody tell me nothing on that song. That goes into our next question. <laughs> What's going what is, on? What is something that you want to do, but you've yet to learn or try? Mm. To play an instrument fully. So... I started piano lessons when I was about seven. I think I took two lessons and I was like, ah, my hands hurt. 
my mom was like, it's okay. Um, but I would love to learn how to actually play the piano as well as the drums and the guitar. That would be dope to me. Okay, okay. drums, guitar. You know, I've been discussing about trying to learn how to play the bass. Yes. Because so, every Black person probably know how to play bass. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's just within us. It's, you know, it's like, you know, it a, black man, a Black man automatically know how to make breakfast. But that's a whole different discussion. All right. But okay, okay, guitar. It was guitar. What was the other thing? Piano. Guitar, piano. Okay, man. I don't think my fingers meant for piano. I got chubby fingers, you know. Like, <laughs> we don't see that part because I always have my nails and everything too. But I know it would also help my craft because the way that my mind works, I don't want to do the producing side of it fully, where I'm making mm. the beat and everything, but. I know that aspect. I've always been raised around musicians. So even my stepdad, he's a musician. He plays about eight different instruments. Um, and so even when I listen to music, when I'm hearing music, working with other people, it's one of those where I can do it in the air and kind of hear the notes. I just can't play it myself. So that would be amazing. Yeah, right there with you on that one. Hey. <laughs> Stay neat. This is the makings of Sydney, y'all. Thank y'all for listening. How would, well, how do you define joy? Mm. And see, the thing is, joy is different than happiness. But joy isn't quite just bliss. So I'm going to break down all three of those. Happiness is, I'll say momentary feeling. It can last for quite a few moments or not. Um, but it's that quick little hit of, oh, this feels good. I feel kind of at peace. I feel like, oh, I'm kind of peppy. Cool. Joy is that feeling, but it's continuous because it's not just coming from a quick source. So for example, I like to do examples. So ice cream sundae, right here, right now, that's gonna make me happy. Absolutely. But it won't bring me joy because it's gonna end at a certain point, right? It's just temporary. For me, driving is therapeutic when I listen to my jams. So if I have a sunny day with sun shining, but it's not too bright that I'm blinded, nice little breeze, I can roll my windows down, put my sunroof back and cruise. That feeling of being able to cruise openly, freely is, is bringing me joy. It's a, it's a lot longer lasting, you know, and it's not just a finite source that's doing it. It's that day. It's the act that I can do what I enjoy, my mind is at ease. But bliss, the best way I can describe bliss for myself is seeing that joy and happiness on someone else, but being able to feel it through. Okay, well, let me explain my example. When I see Black men frolicking and laughing, 
to me, that is bliss. We know that it's a whole lot up against Black men. We cannot deny that. So to see them in that moment, be able to have that enjoyment, and it's like, yes, everything else that they have going on is there still, but that moment to be captured, that's blissful to me. That's how it's amazing, and we love it. We love it. We love it. We love it. Yeah, I'm a I'm a person that I may not frolic, but you can see me laugh a lot. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't get comfortable. You can see the grins and all that. But hey, thank you, thank you, thank you. Definitely, so, y'all. We're gonna take a quick commercial break. I'm gonna say thank y'all so much. Y'all are tuning in to the makings of Sydney with everything culture. We appreciate y'all support. Y'all hold right tight. Listen to our supporters and we'll be back shortly. Hey, what's going on? It's your host, Drake. Be Drake with everything culture. Just want to butt in real quick and ask for y'all support. Now y'all know I greatly appreciate all the love that you're showing listening to the show. But I have to ask, could y'all please leave us a review? And if you don't know how to leave a review, don't worry. I got you. You can go to Apple Podcasts, find everything culture. Make sure to click on the name of the show. Scroll down to where you see ratings and reviews. Please hit that five stars or just leave your honest opinion. Then right under that, you can drop us a review. Um, Leave a subject line, the catchier, the better. And just tell us how you feel. That goes a long way with supporting us. But let's say you don't have an iPhone. What should you do then? We got you with that too. You can go right over to Spotify, find everything culture again, and you just want to hit on the ellipses at the top right, and it will pop up where you can rate the show. They see? There you go. There you have it. Now make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and anywhere else you may listen to everything culture. Um, We greatly appreciate your support. We love y'all, and let's get back to the conversation. Let's get back to the show. Peace. Welcome back, beautiful people. We're back with the makings of Sydney with Everything Culture Podcast. And Sydney was just sharing a bit about herself with how do you define joy? And now we're going to touch into something that it may catch off guard, but Sydney, okay. if you could have any artist's talent, who would be the artist and what talent would you want to possess? Any artist talent. Hmm. Hmm. That's a wonderful question. I always imagine, like, I don't know if you watch X-Men or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know who Rogue is? You know how Rogue can absorb uh, superpowers and things? Rogue is like, one of my favorites, actually. Rogue was always one of my favorite X-Men. <laughs> fine ass. Listen, it went Rogue and Storm for me. Always, hands down. Couldn't tell me any different. Huh. That's a wonderful question. Any artist talent. Hmm. Because it's a few people to come to mind. 
that I appreciate their talent. So I, I think I do it like that because I don't really want anybody's talent. Now, superpowers, whole nother story, whole nother story. But artist talent, um, something I admire. Um, well, one is actually both of them together. Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. Hmm. Their musicianship, I mean, to the last note, is impeccable. Amazing. Amazing. Also, if y'all haven't listened to Silk Sonic, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Go ahead and listen to that and let it bless your heart and soul. Okay. Um, so their musicianship for sure. Um although she's not with us anymore, many Ripperton's range. Listen, those whistle notes to hit her level whistle notes. Oh my goodness um let's see who else of course Whitney is absolutely amazing um or Patty LaBelle mm. listen her her voice control you know what yep if I gotta take somebody I'm, I'm gonna take it from I'm gonna take it from Miss Patty mm-hmm it's Pat Libby. Once again, she still can keep it, but you can mimic it. Let me say yeah. that you can mimic it. You know, you don't want to take it from them. Just saying. Keep a little bit. I'm saying. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Sydney. Mm -hmm. In what areas in your life do you need to heal? Ooh. Wow. Oh, yeah, you weren't playing. We do need Kleenex and stuff. That's wow. Areas in my life that I need to heal. One, I'll say, and it may make sense to some, it may not make sense to others, but is for some choices I've made and some, you know, things I've gone through for not knowing better at the time. Um. I feel like it's easy to now have been through it and be like, you should have known better. But at that time, you didn't. You did what you thought was best for yourself. And healing from the fact that I didn't know better at the time. Um, that's probably one. Um, another is... But not sticking up for myself like I should have. Um, growing up, I was a people pleaser. And a bit of it came to my detriment. Um, and so healing from finding that balance now that I don't have to people please anymore. I don't have to give all of me to try to help you. Yes, I still will absolutely help. I'll still give somebody a shirt off my back if I need to, but healing from going too far and also going through the process of learning that boundary. Because that's actually, in my opinion, it's harder to make the decision to stop, you know, giving so much of yourself to your detriment. It's not an easy decision 
but to then adjust your mental and your practices to now follow that decision is so much harder than I think a lot of people give credit to, to being. So just dealing with that healing process too. Thank you for sharing with us, Sydney. Mm -hmm. Once again, if you need to grab some tissue, we said we could be here for you. We could we go so far. We go okay. so far. Okay. <laughs> you know, because we're here to support. And that goes into our next question. Who represents your community of support? Who? Let's see. So the first is my intimate crew. Is a total of actually listen, I I have such a big village of support that it's really amazing. Um so I can't even just list off names because we'd be here for a good 40 minutes just from those names. Um but I can list a few. So my immediate best friends that um on TikTok, you hear me call them my wifey and my bunny. But um, they have been my cornerstone for the last year. And even though it's only been a year, they have been God since. Um, from the time that we just started our friendship on. Um, my family, for sure. My parents have always been supportive and absolutely amazing um, all three of them. So my mom, my dad, stepdad, all three of them. Um, my cousins, I have, I have 21 first cousins. It's two of them that live here in Georgia <laughs> that I'm closest to. Um, and they've been, of course, they have their families as well, but they've been amazing. Um, and I have some people I've met from work as well that have turned into lifelong friends. So it's it's a huge community. Again, to call out everybody's name is a lot, but I definitely can't leave out my Dob family. So again, as you said before, the Dob is the den of big boys. And so the OG Dob members, so President Nick, um, Baby Yams, Verbal, T. Jolie, just listening off some of the women, Gigi and Cece, who are my wifey and bunny. Um, but those women and, oh, I'm leaving somebody out and I'm so sorry. I'm leaving her out because I know I am. I can't think. Monica. Um, but it's it's been those women who have been absolutely imperatively important in my journey um who helped push me to even release my album to continue to you know grow and thrive um what a lot of people don't know is that I'm really not big on social media like I was never ironically it was my job for a while right <laughs> it was my job for a while which is actually how I even got on TikTok but to do the content that I'm doing to do my songbird Wednesdays, my music. I listen, it took them to push me and say, uh, ma'am, you got a gift. You can't hide this anymore. And so, um, but the entire job has been such a 
amazing support system, you know, it's, and there's so many people to, to name that have been there, but yeah. So we're not here for 50 more hours. There we go. Love it. We love it. We love it. We love it. All right. Sydney, when did you realize you were different? I realized it in third grade. Um, it was confirmed. I want to say, actually, it was kind of, yep, it was confirmed in fifth grade, reconfirmed in seventh grade. So in fourth grade, um, I was in that small town that my mom is from. We had to move back there. So again, I am top-notch student, um, and I learn quick. You only got to show me something once, maybe twice, and normally I catch on. And so it was interesting because I learned it through jealousy. I had a girl who I was supposed to be friends with at the time. This fourth grade too, and it's crazy that I remember a conversation we needed to run over. The school was fourth was one building, fifth was another, sixth was another. So we're running over to the sixth grade building, and we're chit chatting for a second. And I think I walked through two people or something like that. Didn't say excuse me or said excuse me, but it was it was something so minute. And she was like, oh. In this voice, I kid you not, I get to tell Miss Dale that Sydney finally did something wrong. What you mean I finally did something wrong, honey? But it then opened my eyes. I would get a lot of questions, right? I would start to get quiet because by the time the teacher is teaching something and most students are getting it, I'm, I'm done with homework. So that was one. Um, in fifth grade, it kicked in again. But it was actually one of those where I noticed I had a different light. Like my light was very, very bright and noticeable. That happened through an opportunity at my school where Oprah Winfrey came. Well, okay, she didn't come, but her producers and everybody came. Her people's came. Her people's came. <laughs> her people's came. And the school I had transferred to in fifth grade actually ended up helping fund her school in South Africa when she was first starting it. So they then had a group of like 20 kids. So all of us different um, grades, but sit in, see the stories about the girls who were going to the schools and, you know, kind of talk after that. So it's a big group that's talking, all 20 of us. And then they chose eight people of the 20. I ended up being one of the eight. And when they aired the special was the last video that they had on the special and and even just how I said it my family we would hear about it we were in North Carolina I had family in Chicago but they were like no Sydney she's something special man that girl already got on TV yeah yeah but it was they said you just said it so well for you to be so young and what you said about the girls you spoke so well you know like you we were just talking about, you know, how they've been through so much. And so what I said was it really resounded with a lot of people. And then last was seventh grade. And that was in my English class. And I, none of my teachers could figure it out. Because again, I'm a top-notch student, but I'm hanging with all the troublesome kids. I get along with everybody. And it got to a point where even 
in my English class, the book we were reading, I read it for fun. And one of my close friends got kicked out of the class and my teacher's like, can you try to talk some sense to her? I don't know. And for him to not only let me do that, but for me to talk to her and be like, hey, I know you're mad, but, you know, bridging that gap. And that's when I really, you know, was set in like, oh, maybe I am a little different than other people because I don't see a lot of people doing this anymore <laughs> or really ever. So maybe I do have a little special gift that, you know, I stand out a lot more for whatever reason. I understand. I understand. (laughs) That is beautiful. Beautiful. We'll have to look for that clip later on with you. I've been trying to find it for years. You know what's sad? My mama got it on VHS. Oh, okay. Take it back. Take it back. You know, you you know, you you bring a little bit more on that age to us right there. But uh, (laughs) you said VHS. You're doing something right. If you know what that is, you're doing something right. Love it, love it, love it. So, speaking of going about age, if you, this is a would you rather. Okay. okay. Would you rather go back in time and speak to your younger self or would you rather your future self come and talk to you now? I would say I'd rather go back to my younger self. What age? but only not to change anything, not to give any sneak peeks, but just to give reassurance. Because the last question, so me, you know, realizing I was different, I've, that's been seen all throughout my life. I've always kind of been an oddball out of a lot of stuff. And when you are a child, noticing you're the oddball out of almost everything from school to your friend groups to a lot of people like this and you're like I don't really get the hype you know and going that other route oh well that's weird you're kind of weird for that you know give myself that reassurance that there's a reason trust the process what age would you go to I go to 15 Okay. I go to 15. I was in high school by then. Um, what year is that? I don't remember what year I was, but I go to 15. 10th grade, I'm assuming. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Yeah, I go to 15, be like, hey, baby, just just trust the process. It's okay. It's okay. All these little boys, you're not going to remember them by the time you get older. You, mm-mm, it's okay. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Say that. Say that. That part. <laughs> okay. Now, this is my favorite question. Okay. If you can have any meal at the snap of your fingers, what meal would it be and who would prepare it for you? Mm. I'm about to show how much of a fat kid I am. I'm a foodie, so y'all bear with me. I'm having a feast at this point. So. First place I'm going to is going to be I-57. And I'm getting some ribs with some sauce for the fries. If you're from Chicago, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That's what we're starting with the ribs because it's really rib tips that I get. In addition to that, we're going over to down, down to South Carolina, sorry, North Carolina. And I am going to a place... What is the name of that place? 
I can't think of it, but I can, we used to go there every Sunday. Either way, it's a place that's in Garner. And I'm getting their greens and they have what's called cornbread sticks and some lemonade. Mm-hmm. Cornbread. That sounds like, sound like the itis right there. Cornbread sticks. Okay. Cornbread sticks. And so you got ribs, greens, mm -hmm. and cornbread. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're gonna add some yams in there too, because I mean that's that's a given. And they had good yams. And then we're gonna go ahead and head on over to Harold's chicken for some catfish. Cause you know, ribs and catfish. We're gonna have those two together too. Mm -hmm. You got me yawning. I'm like, mm. <laughs> that's, that's cozy food right there, y'all. You know it's cozy food. And then to top it all off, since it's any meal, I will take one more slice of my granny's homemade chocolate cake just to finish it off. That is a five-layer chocolate cake made from scratch. Mm. Nothing like it. Mm. Talk about it. Okay. Look at you. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm we we I'm eating with you. That's what I'm talking about, Sydney. We rocking. We we are friends. All right. We're gonna go a few places, but you're gonna eat good. I promise. I promise. That's what we do. That's what we do. This is the makings of Sydney with everything culture. So Sydney, get down to the last few questions. Okay. Oh goodness, you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. She's been talking about she's been nervous this whole time, but she's been knocking it out the park. Okay. So, <clears throat> Sydney, how would you want people to remember you? I would want people to remember the messages in my music more than me as a person. So, through my music, all projects that I do, um, my goal is to have a message that I'm saying. That message is one of inspiration to some extent. Um, but that feeling of inspiration of knowing you're worth it, knowing that you're loved, and that feeling of inspiring somebody, you know, being that that beacon of light for anyone that listens. That's how I want to be remembered. Love it. Love it. Ooh. What changes do you want to see in your culture? Ooh. Changes in my culture. Mm. There's a few, and I actually want to attack a few different cultures. So in the culture of being a Black person in Atlanta, I'm going to start from there. I want to see us using our success in a different way. Um, a lot of what I see in Atlanta is one extreme to the next. So either you showboat in your success and you do pop-up events that look beneficial on social media and we don't hear that much from you outside of that, right? It's just, just for the showboat. Or it's, I'm so focused on what I'm doing, but because I'm so focused, it doesn't get showcased. 
So all you see is the, the glitz, glamour, and the flash versus what's really being done groundwork. Um, so I'd like to see both of those combining a, a bit more um, to give a more level-headed understanding of what's really going on out here. And it's really people out here that's that's making a difference that don't get the, the credit they deserve. In music culture, I want to see us using our platform for real and talking about what really matters. Um, for those of you who haven't heard yet, there is a rapper called D1 and he is a Christian rapper and he's been he's been in the game for a minute but he is starting a revolution for hip-hop now the hip-hop I grew up to love we talk in common we talk in Queen Latifah when she first came out they were saying something they were standing for something they were talking about what's really going on what qualifies as hip-hop now is I got money I'm in a strip club. I can get whatever I want. I might shoot up some people because I can because you disrespect me. I'm tired of hearing that. That's That shouldn't be our narrative. That's not a lot of people's narrative. Half the people that's talking about that, you haven't lived that narrative. Talk about something real. There's so many things that could change in this government system alone in helping people who really need it that could be discussed through those platforms, through that music. Talk about something that means something because you're inspiring a younger generation. I don't want to hear little babies talking about ski. She five. <laughs> and granted, it's not on them, it's on the parents too, but push out more mainstream music that is talking about something that's encouraging, that's uplifting, that's actually giving people something to think about and use the brains in their head. Um, for our African-American culture, I want us to be more unified in understanding the true power that our knowledge has. For us to change, oh, well, if I don't see it or if I ignore it, eh, that's their problem. Nah, it's all of our problems. And the more that we educate ourselves and put away petty stuff to get to the greater good of what really needs to be done, we'd be amazed at what can really, you know, change what we can influence ourselves that I don't think a lot of people think over. Yes, we all got to hustle. At the end of the day, it is what it is. But if we were to put our minds together, two heads are always better than one. Unity. <laughs> <laughs> and then, let's see. And then in mm, women and relationship culture. Because I'm still single out, single out here in these streets for the time being. I want to see change in what's amplified. Because right now, what's amplified is this hate, 
that I'm talking about heterosexual people, let me also make sure I put that out there first and foremost, because it's not generalization. But for men and women who want to date each other talking about, oh, well, we can't stand that and y'all need to work on this. Well, y'all need to get this. Mm -mm, I'm tired of all of this. From the crazy list to the passport bros, oh, I'm talking about it. That doesn't need to be explained anymore. That doesn't need to be expanded upon anymore. That is ridiculous. And I actually made a video about this. Everyone has a preference. That's fine. I'm not telling you to change your preferences. If that's what you want. But be honest from the get-go. Because the people that you're talking about, if you're making lists like that, you want a sugar daddy. Go find them. And let that be your whole situation. But for people who really want to date, who really want to build empires and so on and so forth. I want to see that. I want to see us have the room, the space and availability to find each other and understand it's actually more of us out here, but what's getting publicized is first date list. I don't want to go to Cheesecake Factory, but you better make sure that you make reservations at this top notch. Basically you want a all expense paid private vacation for your first date. Well, you I'm do the first thing. I'm gonna hold all my comments. <laughs> and like this is the makings of Sydney, y'all. But Sydney you go on the first. Listen, you go on the first date to learn about that person. So I would. I, I'm tired of seeing that. I'm tired of seeing it where it looks like it's a war at this point going on between the battle of the sexes where it's like all of us are single all of us want somebody but oh it's still all about me so you better make sure that you meet uh, 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 uh. i have been blessed to see beautiful couples beautiful marriages and what works is being honest and understanding it takes work whatever whatever you think is gonna be this whole i'm gonna get married and it's gonna be roses and and butterflies and rainbows the whole time through the relationship and through the marriage no baby that's a work no the pillars of everything culture respect mm. communication and Come consistency on. okay well it sounds so simple you know but you know, I, I would suggest this is just a, a suggestion for me, you know, mm -hmm. you know, the next, you know, young suitor that is willing to get the interest or the attention of Sydney, um, send them the makings of you. You know what I mean? Send them this. Okay. Let's see if they listen. Right. Let's, let's see if they listen. But not only if they listen, let's see if they act upon what they heard. Mm. Did you retain the information? But it's easy not as I always say, did they hear it or did they listen to it? That's a big difference. You gotta make sure if they listen, they gotta retain it, you know. <laughs> how attentive to it because I believe this is how we get to build relationships with one another. That empathy, you know, these type of conversations that know about our upbringings, our backgrounds, who do we value in our life? And mm -hmm. people they want they they want to get to know you, or they wanna have your attention. Will they take the time to get to know you for this? This will save some people some time, but fortunately, people would not do that as well. But that's a conversation for another time, y'all. That is a conversation for another time. But Sydney, 
How can we support you? Well, first and foremost, go check out my EP. It is streaming on all platforms. I had to wear the shirt today just so y'all know it's real. We real out here. I only got a few left though, but I do have shirts. You can purchase shirts. (laughs) But um, supporting me will be listening to my EP, sharing it. Um, Also, the content that I post and I create, if it resonates with you, I give people food for thought. I give you guys things to ponder on, again, to give inspiration, but also to expand that mindset. From the get-go, I talked about I love philosophy. I love helping people. And so I do that through my content. That's what it speaks on. So the more people I can reach, the better. So granted, I'm not going to sit here and say, if you don't, if you want to cash out me something, that's fine too. Cash up and all that stuff is in my link in bio. But the biggest help to me is the more I can get myself out there, the more I can spread positivity and love and faith to others, which is the core reason of why I do what I do. My music is my therapy. And my reason behind releasing it is that somebody else feels how I felt when I wrote that. And so I want to get to that person. And through shares, through, girl, have you heard this album? Have you heard this music? Or have you seen this? That helps me get to that person. And ultimately, that helps me in my purpose. Absolutely. Absolutely. Drop them handles for us, though. If we are... If the people are looking for you and you're trying to be found, where can they find you? Come on now. Absolutely. So you can find me. It is spelled Sydney Linnell. So that is a capital N, by the way, because we know that we are very particular about our names. But I am on Instagram. I am on Facebook. Um, TikTok, of course, as well. Um, all of my social media platforms, you can just look up Sydney Linnell and I will pop up first and foremost. Um, spell I'll spell have, it out for the people who's listening. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be S-Y-D-N-E-Y. And then you got a space in between that. And you're going to do L-E capital N-E-L-L. You can also find me on all streaming platforms. My album EP is called Faith, Love, and Vibes. So any of those, you can find me. I'm getting a Patreon soon, so y'all can also get linked into that, too. Yes, sir. You're doing a Patreon, too. All right. And, you know, we have to end on this. If you could recommend anybody else to come on The Makings of Them, who would you recommend? Mm, the Makings of Them. Hmm. Well, The Makings of You, but who would you choose? Right. Huh. Let's see. I'm going with, there's a young lady on TikTok. Her name is Endo. And she is, mm -hmm, she goes by the Locked Accountant. And what her content is about is actually giving a lot more financial literacy to people. So helping with taxes when you own businesses, so on and so forth, and really understanding the workings of taxes and how to best not only keep your money, fund your money, but do it in a legal way so you can make more money for yourself. But it's a lot of education that a lot of us need that I don't think we got as we should have. So I would definitely say Endo, the locked accountant, should definitely be up here. Okay. Okay. Hey, Endo, I'm coming for you. So, (laughs) Sydney, thank you. Thank you so much. You've done it. You did it. You've completed the (laughs) making of the culture. 
hey this has been an awesome conversation thank you so much for making time for me this evening and our audience um but is there anything else you'd like to shout out anything you'd like to share with the people that before we step off and you know have you on a show for the future because y'all will be hearing from sydney more in the future by the way um what i want to leave people with is this you are here for a purpose everyone is and there is a problem that only you can solve so never give up despite how hard it gets because somebody that problem that's here you are the only person that is built to be the solution y'all stay encouraged hey y'all we love y'all we appreciate y'all Y'all make sure to check out Sydney. Make sure to follow. Make sure to support. And as always, from Everything Culture, we appreciate y'all. And we'll see you with the next one.